Earlier this year, we talked to a commercial diving firm, Global Diving and Salvage, to learn more about what they did. Yes, there are some perks to podcasting. Here are five things we learned that we think you may enjoy too. The clock is ticking for this five minute water short. Let's go. Number one, risk is big no matter what the depth. I think the biggest factor when we weigh in risk is with the diving industry, you always have this black cloud of kind of a what if factor. You know, what if this went wrong? What if that went wrong? You have to account for each one of these emergencies occurring. So for the safety side, you know, you can have what would seem like an easy three man shallow water project, but there are all these other, these other problems that could occur that are, that are essentially life threatening. You know, if a guy loses his, a breathing medium or his air, if you will, uh, diving in 10 feet of water, it's just as serious, no matter if it's in five feet or 500. You have, a, you have a, this, this risk factor that relates to life and death on, on the easiest or the hardest project. And that's something that directly relates to the, the amount of equipment we bring out and the training that the guys have. Number two, what is saturation diving? You know, basically the, the amount of time that you spend on bottom or you spend decompressing are kind of a function of uh, time and depth, right? So at any given pressure, you can absorb only a certain amount of nitrogen into your tissues. And when you're decompressing, that's that's off-gassing, right? So if you come up too quickly, you can't offload all of that and you get what's called the bends. But at any given pressure, there's only so much nitrogen you can actually absorb into your tissues, right? So it wouldn't matter if you're at that depth for 10 hours or 10 days, you've reached a saturation point. So when we're talking about saturation diving, when you're dealing with extended durations at particularly deeper depths, it becomes much more economical rather than doing extremely short dives from the surface to have the dive team live in a pressurized compartment at that working depth because it's going to take them the same amount of time to come back to surface regardless of how long they're down there. Number three, how does a recompression chamber work? If you can envision a barge out on the ocean and a pressurized chamber on this barge and the chamber is pressurized to uh, the working water depth that you're going to be working at. So, you know, for, for argument's sake, let's just say you're at 500, you're, 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 the, the project is at 500 feet of water and your chamber that's on the deck is pressurized to that 500 feet of water. You transfer inside of another chamber that is, looks like a bell and that bell transports you from the barge down into the water and then as that pressure inside the bell equalizes the bottom hatch of the bell opens and then the guys go out and do their work so they're not necessarily underwater the whole time but they're pressurized to that working water depth the whole time we would usually do 30 or 45 day runs living in that thing it's pretty tight quarters kind of like a jail cell yikes number four depth is everything for diving even removing a small bracket underwater. It's a three-person team is your, your baseline, right? So that's your, your diver, your standby diver, and your tender. So if you're in 50 feet of water, that's about as basic as it gets. And just removing four bolts, I don't know if you're cutting them off or, uh, you know, whatever, but uh, that's probably a half-day evolution to, you know, get out there, set up, go remove and recover your bracket. You know, once you get to 100 feet, you need to have a decompression chamber on site, at least for emergency Recompression. So if somebody were to get the bends, uh, you'd be able to have the ability on site to treat that. So that that ramps up your cost and that you need 
a larger laydown area and footprint, at least to have that on standby. And then you're looking at a five person team to, to manage that. So it's just ratcheting up in complexity a little bit, but your duration to actually solve the bracket problem really doesn't vary with depth. You know, it's just whatever it takes one person to go down and, and do that with hand tools or a torch. Now you're looking at the, the saturation diving uh, effort. That's a full on barge or weeks or a month of prep. Finally, number five, there is nothing typical with commercial diving. There's absolutely no typical diving job. They all come with their own uh, different problems and you got to get through a lot of cussing and discussing to, to accomplish your work scope. <laughs> High fives to Eric, Chad, and Alex with Global Diving and Salvage for joining us. To learn more, check out the show notes. Until next time, we'll see you.